Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. It is 510 here on this Monday, January 29th, 2024, 33 degrees and cloudy. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. I got a bunch of text messages coming in about uh, background checks for school directors. And uh, pretty much, actually, everyone, and I got about eight or nine, say that it's outrageous if uh, school directors aren't mandated to get a background check. I don't know if they are or they aren't. If there's a school director out there that would like to text in 570-883-0098 or call in, uh, are there mandatory background checks for school directors? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I could research it. It might be school district by school district policy. I don't know if there's a state overall policy, but I'm getting first reports that uh, they're not required to get background checks. And I would like to hear it directly from one of them, anyone. I mean, if you do or you don't, that's just school policy. It has nothing to do with you or no no reflection on a school director. It's just the policy on either the state level or the school district level that, again, if, if you volunteer to – I have a text message from a volunteer fly fisherman instructor who goes in once a week and needs a background check. I know if you're going to go on – uh, school trips with elementary kids with your with your child, you need to have a background check to do those things. Um, I know all anyone who works in a school district or around children needs to get one. So if you're a school director and you don't need one, that that could be a problem. It is a problem, but I don't know the answer or not if they do or don't. So we'll see there. And again, you can call or text at five seven zero eight eight three zero zero nine eight to talk about uh, those things. Let's go to the phones now. We have. Uh, Eugene from the Diamond City about Nikki Haley. Eugene. Yeah, thanks for taking my call, uh, Rob. Uh, yeah, I I get my, my news from PBS and Meet the Press, and I was watching it yesterday, and Nikki was on, and she was on for about a half an hour, and, and uh, she took the gloves off for, on 45, you know, calling them uh, senile, and uh, she also said he's confused. Because she, uh, he thought she was uh, Nancy Pelosi about the insurrection. So I, you know, I, I hope uh, she gets enough money and can go all the way to the end and maybe debate them and see what that would, what that would bring. So that's that's about what I got, Rob. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I had know. higher hopes for Nikki Haley. I, I. I... I, yeah. I think the the debates that she was and she was attacked relentlessly. May, I'll, I'll make no mistake there. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy really went after her. Um, it, I think it kind of yeah. took her out of her wheelhouse, but she just came off as too too establishment, too too much, too ready to bring back that old guard of of. It, it just yeah. didn't sit it, well with me. Uh, well, I guess she's got more of independence, but. Uh, I mean, all the GOP is just lining up with 45. You got the senator from Texas, and you know they're all they're all behind them and so on. But uh, so I, I guess we'll we'll kind of see. And I okay, as about that, and uh, 
It's going to be a strange election this this 2024. I mean, a Joe Biden, Donald Trump rematch. I don't think it was what anyone really wanted. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. it's going to be interesting to say the least, no doubt, Eugene. Oh, 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 yeah. I guess the last thing I was listening to your your uh, analysis about the military, and I I guess you got a, a lot of information or knowledge from your kids being at the academy, and uh, maybe and it's. You know, you're speaking with authority, and I think, and maybe, maybe you could get a hold of Pentagon and see see what that would. Well, it's it's not my kids because you know my kids are out there doing it. I don't really speak to them a lot on these things. You know, I speak to them on what oh, they're yeah. they're doing, how they're doing, but not specifically sure. middle military things. I have some of the best uh, military analysts in the business that come on this show. I'm going to have Rear Admiral Paul Becker tomorrow. He was the d- director of intelligence for the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I have Commander uh-huh. Kirk uh-huh. Leopold, who was the skipper of the uh-huh. skipper of the USS uh-huh. Cole when it was attacked in Yemen in 2000. I have uh-huh. uh, cap- uh-huh. Navy captains yeah, who yeah, are flight yeah. squadron leaders. So, so I have some yeah. of the best so military analysts in the business, yeah. Yeah, and that's I, where I get know, my. I, yeah, I guess you get your information. I, I you know, I hope that they could, you know, help you out, and maybe because. It's true. I, I think it's true. I, I've been civilian all my all my life. I had a two S deferment back in in college, so I, I and I had a high high number of Nixon's lottery, so I didn't. You know, they left me alone. But uh, so, well, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. So it is. It's scary right, time right. for our military, Eugene. Thanks for checking in. Okay. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And uh, let's go to the phones. We have uh, Frank from Wilkesbury on the Republican Party and Trump civil trial. Frank. Yes, uh, I called you up Friday. I, I mentioned that Donald Trump was uh, convicted of uh, abusing a lady. You know, and why? Why is he? Why was he leading the uh, Republican Party? You know, and I, I expected a different answer. The answer you gave me: What's the civil uh, a civil trial? That I couldn't understand. What do you mean by that? I I know that you don't need as much uh, what you call it, uh, evidence, but he was convicted by a jury. So why why did you bring that up? Because it, it, there's two different types of trials, Frank. It's there's a civil know, trial, there's a civil trial and a criminal trial, and right. there's a less burden of proof in a civil trial. Yeah. And and yes, he was found guilty, and it's going to be appealed, and it'll go down that road. Not going to be appealed. No, it's already being appealed, Frank. The Trump lawyers are already appealing it. I thought they were appealing the eighty-three million dollars that he got to pay. Yes, that this 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 trial found him guilty. It's not guilty. They found him because it's a civil trial. Liable. Liable for six eighty-three million dollars, and then that's broken down into different standards there. So. That yeah, that he, verdict he, is being appealed. He's not appealing a conviction. He's appealing eighty-three million dollars. No, he, he's appealing. He's, he's appealing the whole thing. Well, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe you know more than I. I never heard that he was appealing that. No, it, it's I mean? it's going to appeal. It's going to be appealed, and, and it, it is what it is. I I respect the the judicial system there. This is a civil trial, which holds a different standard of burden of proof. Right, right. Because the, the the what you get charged with is lesser than uh, you can't get charged with a murder or this or that. I I understand that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we'll let the appeal process go out. 
Uh, a lot of times in civil trials like this for anything, uh, most of the time they're d- decreased down during appeal. If it is during this time, if it's found that it was found an error, that's what an appeal process is for, and there's multi-levels for appeal for this. So we'll see what happens there. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, at this point, it looks like it's going to be a Donald Trump, Joe Biden. Uh, yeah, but I can understand that. Uh, no, uh, oh, I hope it is because Joe Biden will win hands down. Well, we'll see. Uh, polls polls say different things, but it's still early in the season. There's still a lot that could go on. But, Frank, oh, I, I yeah. appreciate you calling back. I appreciate you not oh, calling. I just wanted to straighten that out. I, I no problem. I appreciate I, you not I calling me a dummy this time. T- I appreciate you not calling me a dummy this time. <laughs> you had me so mad when you wouldn't give me an answer. Uh, 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 I don't know why they're voting for him. You know what I mean? When I said, how come they're voting for him? And I figured you say, I don't know why they're voting for him, you know what I mean? If he's convicted of something, but now that you said that he has a chance to appeal it, I can see that uh, they're hoping that he'll win the appeal it, right? Well, even if he doesn't appeal this, this is a civil trial that has nothing to do with him. I mean, it does, reputation-wise, but it doesn't curtail him from running for president. So even if he's found guilty and has to pay well, the $83 million... Him, but how many people... I never vote for somebody... Hey, my mother was a woman. I, I got I got children, women, who the top priority you don't mess around with. And I, I think I, if somebody wants to vote for a man, let her do that. I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand what you you're saying. Mean? I understand what you're saying, Frank. But the woman Back doesn't even know. I'm 80 years old. I live in this area so so long, and then you get people that are Jesus Christ. You can't even talk to them. It's un- unbelievable what Donald Trump did to this country. Well, you're you're 80 years old. You've lived a long time, Frank. God bless you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Take it easy. Thank you, Frank. Have a great night. It's uh, 5:20 here at WILK. Somebody texted and says your microphone was low. So. Oh. I can hear you fine. <laughs> I'm right in front of well, you. Well, I though. have headphones on. <clears throat> I can hear you I through know, my headphones fine. I, I think it depends on if you're listening on the app or somewhere else that sometimes there's some issues. Uh, this traffic update is brought to you by Penteladata Internet. We have no reports of any accidents, no major backups. Everything looks pretty good for a Monday. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. From the WILK Traffic Center, Nikki Stone with your Penteladata internet traffic update. Thank you, Nikki. You're welcome. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast for meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Tonight, remaining mostly cloudy, some clear skies in the southern tier, breezy. Low 24. Tuesday, mostly cloudy, high 38. Wednesday, mostly cloudy with some flurries for the morning, high 40. Thursday, partly sunny and breezy, high 43. Friday, light rain and snow showers, high 41. Saturday, mostly sunny and gusty. Winds up to 35 miles an hour possible. Cold with a wind chill, high 33. Sunday, mix of sun and clouds. Windy again, high of 32. It's currently 32 degrees and cloudy here at 521 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio 523. Well, it looks like the U.S. House Committee to File Impeachment Articles Against Mayorkas. After nearly a year of investigation and hearings, the U.S. House Committee of Homeland Security is preparing to impeach U.S. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alondra Mayorkas. Committee Chairman Mark Green, Tennessee, 
has led the charge for impeachment, arguing Mayorkas is derelict of duty, holding over a dozen hearings to issue multiple reports over the past year. I believe they're also saying that he lied to Congress is one of the uh, charges. The 20-page resolution that Green is following amends the previous submitted articles of impeachment, stating Mayorkas is impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors. Article 1, willful and systematic refusal to comply with the law. States Mayorkas was, has violated his oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Mayorkas has not only refused to enforce law established by Congress, but unilaterally created programs that are current violation of them. An impeachable offense, Green argues. Among them are over a dozen parole programs identified by the committee as illegal. The consequences are more than tenfold increased illegal border crossings and more than 20-fold increased in cartel enrichment, skyrocketing fentanyl distribution and overdose deaths. Article 2, breach of the public trust. States Mayorkas has violated his oath to well and faithfully discharge his duties. There's a copy of it there, so it should drop. And again, this will just pass maybe the House, uh, but it's not going to go anywhere in the Senate. They will refuse to impeach, and it'll be an acquittal. Now, if it's like it's been for other members under the Trump administration, including Trump himself, they will say he was impeached twice. Uh, but it's technically not true, because if the Senate does not concur with their majority, I believe it's a 60-member majority, then it's an acquittal. So it's not an impeachment, but they get to say it. And I... When it comes to Mayorkas and what's going on at the border, because it truly is criminal, what's happening there, and the Biden administration has gone into this mantra of, well, give us the tools, give us this deal, and we'll secure the border. There have been no law changes under the past administration to this administration. Everything you're seeing now that has willfully and purposely opened our border is due to this administration's choices. The laws are the same. Everything's still there. He can do very simple things, stop this nonsense amnesty program where you just blanket amnesty anyone rather than who it really is meant for, which is only about 20% of the people that are eligible under our current laws for amnesty. The remain in Mexico policy, immediate deportation if you're caught. These things will... Uh, Bring border crossings back. Freeing up border agents from processing. I'm in the process now of uh, having Congresswoman Huchin on, um, I think I'm trying to schedule for Wednesday. Erin Huchin, she's a Republican from Indiana. She was just down at the border. She's a congresswoman. She was just down at the border, and I tentatively have her scheduled now for Wednesday at 5 o'clock. Uh, hopefully that follows through. As soon as I have an answer on that, I'll let you know. But I'm going to have her on. She was just down at the border, observed for herself firsthand what is not happening down there. And Jenny Tear, who's been a regular guest on this show, just did a feature article that I put out on Twitter posting her where a known terrorist was stopped by our border patrol agents 
They said the hit was, they got a hit on a name, but then said it was inconclusive, released him, and 10 months later, ICE just arrested him in Minnesota. So that's what's going on in there. As well. Sorry, just looking at my paperwork here. But the U.S. House Committee is going to file the impeachment articles of impeachment on the Secretary of Homeland Security, who's just been an utter failure. I'm glad they did the investigations again, but I, I think we're, we're just playing this tit for tat with the articles of impeachment. They did it. Now we're going to do it. And in the end, it truly doesn't mean anything. We're not we're wasting valuable time in doing anything. But unless this, this, this administration, the deal wants to let in 5,000 illegal immigrants a day. 5,000 a day is their deal. And after that, they'll deport. That's almost 2 million a year. 10 years ago, that would have been record numbers. And they want to codify the law to allow that now. We're just going to let in 5,000 people a day. Over 1.8 million illegal immigrants a year. And they want to make that the norm. So, no, I do not agree, agree that that should be a border deal. Yes, our system needs revamping. Yes, our system needs to allow more people to legally come into this country. Allowing 5,000 to free-for-all at our border is not that. That's not the answer. Securing our border is. And then we can work on getting more people here legally through legal process. That's the way it's supposed to work. That's the way that does work. But we'll see. It's 5.30 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Nancy Kamen in for Paul Michael. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 32 degrees and cloudy at 5.35. Somebody says, Rob, I can't go to Canada because I don't have a passport. Well, I agree. I have to get my passport renewed. I can do it by mail now, though, because it's still it's still within that time frame where it's expired, so you can just do it by mail to renew it if you still have it. I need to do that with my passport. I just don't have time to do it. Somebody says, I'm wrong. We need no illegals allowed. We need far less legal immigration as well. Well, I agree. We need no illegals allowed. Need to put a stop to that. That's why we need border security. As far as far less legal immigration, what's your justification for that? I'm open to that discussion. I just would like to see the, the justification for having that stance that we need less legal immigration now instead of more. When the whole talk is to allow more legal immigration. So we'll have to see. What's going on with that? Did you see this? The owners of a famous uh, Philly cheesesteak chain sentenced to $8 million in tax fraud scheme. The owners of the famous uh, Tony Luke's were sentenced to prison for tax fraud after concealing over $8 million over the course of a decade. The Department of Justice announced the owners, 57-year-old Nicholas Lucendonio and his dad, same name, but senior, 
were each sentenced to 20 months in prison plus three years of supervised release. They owned and operated Tony Luke's, which is a popular cheesesteak and sandwich shop in South Philadelphia. Between 2006 and 16, court documents show the two men hid over $8 million in cash receipts from the Internal Revenue Service and only deposited a portion of the cash they received into the restaurant business's account. They only deposited a portion of cash, the DOJ said. The company's accountant was provided incomplete information resulting in an accounting and false tax returns. They said they also were convicted of employment tax fraud, which is committed when the two men paid employees off the books in cash. Most employees were paid a portion of their wages on the books to evade being caught, and the rest of the wages were paid in cash without things like federal income tax, Social Security, Medicare taxes being paid to the IRS. They did not report uh, cash wages to their accountant, the DOJ said, causing the accountant to prepare forced quarterly employment tax returns with the IRS, so the employees got false W-2s. The issue became known in 2015 when uh, the owners and another individual got into a dispute over Tony Luke's franchising rights. During the dispute, became concerned their tax fraud scheme would be exposed, so they had the prior year's tax returns amended to show a higher reported sales. Still, the two men continued hiding their payroll tax scheme, which resulted in a loss of $1,321,000 to the U.S. Well, I don't think I've ever eaten at Tony Luke's. I know there's other places the locals say you should go here or there. I, I like Geno's. Geno's my go-to place there. And I know it's touristy. I know that's the place to go. But they've always been a staunch supporter of law enforcement. When Daniel Faulkner was uh, murdered and killed there, they've had an annual motorcycle ride that I've took part in years ago. I, I don't believe they even have it anymore. But Geno's has always been a sp uh, sponsor of, of law enforcement down there. But I saw this article. I'm sure a lot of people down there. Jake, you ever go to Tony Luke's in Philly when you were down there? No, I haven't. No? <laughs> what about, uh, what is it, Gino's? And what's what's across the street from Gino's? I think Tony Luke's is honestly my favorite Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah, they're good. Owners was going to the pokey for a little bit. Yep. The tax fraud. And it always stems. The IRS always gets you. That's how they got Capone. That's how they got Tony Luke's. Why do they leave the cash receipts laying around so the IRS can find them? Well, it, it was a business dispute, and if somebody knows you're not doing things right and you get into a business dispute, oh, yeah. now all of a sudden it's a whoopsie. Yeah, and here are all the receipts that you may be looking for. Yep. I got it. That's what, The first thing I thought was like, huh, don't you think you would just dispose of those? <laughs> yeah, and then you start talking to employees, and they're like, yeah, they paid me half off the books, half on the books, and... You know, the employees, the little fish, they don't want them. They get a statement from them. They give them a, a pass on what they owed. But $8 million tax fraud. $8 million in cash receipts. Selling cheesesteaks. Wow. It was over 10 years, but that's a million dollar, about a million dollars a year. So. Pretty good. Yeah. Could you imagine what's on the credit cards then? I don't know. Wow. That's what I say. It's uh, 540. How to make a good cheesesteak. Time for. <laughs> I had a cheesesteak for lunch today. Did Ma you? Made it myself. Oh, but you made it was it from a 
uh, strip steak. I didn't eat all my strip steak last night, so I sliced it thin, put some cheese on it, put it on a fresh roll. Oh, That's what I had for lunch today. That sounds pretty good. Now you made me hungry. Thanks there a lot. Go. Appreciate Sorry. it. Uh huh. This traffic update is brought to you by Penteladata Internet. We have no reports of accidents. It looks pretty good out there. Smooth sailing from the New York border to Hazleton on 81. What more can you ask for? Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269 from the WILK Traffic Center. Nikki Stone with your Penteladata Internet traffic update. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Tonight, remaining mostly cloudy, some clear skies, uh, breezy, low four, 24. Tuesday, mostly cloudy, high 38. Wednesday, mostly cloudy with some flurries for the morning, high 40. Thursday, partly sunny and breezy, high 43. Friday, light rain and snow showers, high 41. Saturday, mostly sunny and gusty. Winds up to 35 miles an hour on Saturday. Possible. Cold and wind chill. High 33. Sunday, mix of sun and clouds, breezy, high 32. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about BudgetBlinds.com. You contact BudgetBlinds.com, you're going to be contacted by Tom or Rick, owners of your local budget blinds. They are the leader in custom window treatments, 90% more options than the big box stores. I'm telling you, that's the biggest thing that I recognize. I'm a big do it yourselfer. They came in on it with a cart of binders of choices. Choices that I didn't even know existed. Obviously, you know there's all different windows. Have you ever gone to a big box store and see all those paint, the whole wall of paint samples, those little cards? That's pretty much what they have in these big books. They're a lot bigger for blind samples with the colors. And that's just colors. You have different styles. You have different UV protection, different transparency. I'm telling you, 90% more options than you'll get at the big box store. And that includes the special order stuff you get at the big box store. BudgetBlinds.com, they're proud to offer the best warranty program in the industry, including their no-questions-asked guarantee, which means you're going to save money. You're going to go through three or four sets of blinds at, from your big box store for what these guys professionally install. Tom and Rick, owners of your local budget blinds here in our area at BudgetBlinds.com, will put in. Professionally installed, done right, and guaranteed. BudgetBlinds.com. You won't be disappointed. It's 543 here at WILK, 32 degrees and cloudy. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 545, hopefully your day's winded down. You're going home or you're on your way home or you're home already. 32 degrees and cloudy. Uh, yes, Tony Luke's is at the casino also. But like I said, this all stemmed from a franchising dispute. So I believe there's more franchises now that aren't affiliated with the, the location in South Philly where that's where this was focused on, this, this, this thing. They are franchised now, so... Um, I don't believe there's any connections here locally to what went on at the one in South. Somebody said Jim's steak is way better anyway. I don't think I've ever gotten Jim's. What is there? There's there's Geno's, and right across the from Geno's, there's something else. Uh, they're right across the street from each other. I don't know. But Geno's usually my go-to place, and I know it's touristy. I know there's better places there, but it is what it is. Uh, Rob, we allow 1.5 million in... Legally now, more than any other nation on the planet, it's not even close to half of them. We use um, one or more of our welfare programs. I, I broke down those numbers. It's it's not. It's it they do, but not to the extent that it's being portrayed as, as far as our our social service. Pats, there you go. Pats is right across the street from uh, from Geno's. I've had both. Uh, Geno's is my go-to just because of that. 
Well, something that's not a shocking news story to any of us, Ukraine said it uncovered $40 million corruption scheme in weapons procurement. Ukraine's security services, SBU, said it has discovered a mass corruption scheme in the purchase of weapons by countries' military amounting to nearly $40 million. The SBU said the embezzlement involved the purchase of 100,000 mortar rounds for Ukraine's armed forces in the fall of 2022. Ukraine's defense ministry paid nearly all the funds to arms supplier Liv Arsenal, and the SBU said the ammunition was never received. Instead, it said some of the funds have been transferred to foreign accounts, including in the Balkans. The investigation found that former and current high-ranking defense officials, the head of the chief commercial of Leave Arsenal, and a representative of a foreign commercial group were involved in the fraud. The uncovery of mass corruption scheme will have consequences for Ukraine as it continues to resist Russia's unrelenting invasion while trying to navigate a path into the European Union, which has made combating corruption a precondition of Ukraine's future membership. Not to mention they keep asking the world for money, and the American populace is getting kind of sick of it and saying, we would like some transparency with the money we've been giving you. And you turn around and tell us there's $40 million in fraud from one of your government officials and defense contractors. The CEO of Live Arsenal told local media that the person responsible for the ammunition contract has been fired and the company is working with the defense ministry to return the funds to the state so they can be used for more appropriate purposes. Fired? F- fired. Steal $40 million in Ukraine, redirect military munitions to your bank account in the Balkans, and when we catch you, you're just going to get fired. The SBU said five people have been indicted, and one of them, the former defense ministry official, was detained while trying to cross the Ukrainian border. It said authorities were working to detain other suspects and that the charges could face up to 12 years in prison. A whole 12 years? For $40 million? Would you do 12 years in prison for $40 million? Let's, uh, let's put that out there. We only have a couple minutes here left with the show. But would for $40 million, would you do 12 years in prison? The Ministry of Defense continued to fight uncompromisingly against those who embezzle from weapons procurement. We have no place for corrupt officials, Ukraine's deputy defense minister, not even going to try and pronounce his name, said in a statement Saturday, Ukraine has been dodging, dodged by corruption scandals involving its defense ministry in recent years. In December, a senior Ukrainian defense ministry official was detained over allegations that he embezzled $40 million in a separate case involving an artillery sales contract. The report came just months after Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky dismissed all officials in charge of regional military recruitment centers. In September, Zelensky also fired then-defense minister, not going to try to say his name, citing the need for new approach amid continued scandals. So this is coming from CNN World. They're talking about this specific $40 million embezzlement scam. And in the story, they're saying back in December, there was a separate $40 million scam scam involving artillery shells. Now, this one here, this $40 million embezzlement is involving mortar shells. 
CNN reported in December that Zelensky was facing increased pressure from the United States to do more to combat government corruption in Ukraine. Officials said Washington had issued several notices to Kyiv that certain kinds of economic aid would be tied to Ukraine's progress in reforming its institutions. And then they wonder why the American public is hesitant to keep funneling money. I mean, look at the billions of dollars we've given Ukraine. And just now, when it finally says, whoa, we, we wanna, we're going to hold off here. We're going to slow down. You have a Republican-controlled Congress that's saying, well, maybe we need some safeguards here. Maybe we need an auditor to see where this money is actually going. Maybe we need to some assurances, not just keep giving you money and giving you money and giving you equipment. Because when they finally start doing that and finally start asking questions and looking, all of a sudden, back in December, there's a $40 million corruption case when it comes to artillery shells. Here now, there's another embezzlement case for 100,000 mortar rounds for Ukraine's armed forces. I mean, $80 million. A lot of money. I'm sure most of it's ours. Because that's where most of the money is coming from. I mean, I know... There's supposed to be this coalition supporting Ukraine because they must defeat Russia. And and let's be honest, they will never defeat Russia. They'll be able to hold them off, maybe. There is no win here. There is no Zelensky's going to defeat Russia and they're all going to go to their corners and live happily ever after. It's never going to happen. There's going to be a line that finally says, okay, this is as far as we got and it doesn't go any further than this. Zelensky has already said multiple times that he is not stopping until he gets all his territory back, even though some of that territory doesn't want to come back to Ukraine. So where's the end game? I, I understand, you know, people want to say, well, is it worth getting into a war with Iran after they kill three Americans? But no one's asking, well, where's the end game in Russia? Where's the end game in Ukraine? In Ukraine? At what point is do is it going to be considered we reached our goal or we reached enough of our goal to walk away and not kill any more of our citizens? But it's not U.S. lives, so let's just keep sending money because we have to hold off the big bad Russians. I think if this war did anything, it proved that conventionally Russia is just a, a non-starter. I mean, if they can't beat Ukraine swiftly, then... What chance do they stand in an open battlefield with some somebody like us? Somebody like England. Some of the other more formidable militaries. They don't. I mean, obviously they have nuclear weapons. Obviously they have a strike capability. But in a conventional terms, this war has shown anything but their incompetence on a battlefield. That they cannot sustain war. But what's going on now in Ukraine showing us the corruption that is involved, that is embedded there with our money, our tax dollars. I mean, just $80 million here in these two cases. $80 million could have went a lot to do things at our border. $80 million could have did a lot to have defensive weapons around Tower 22 to protect our soldiers that were just killed and almost 40 wounded eight of them critically that needed to be airlifted. And again, we're going to say their names, and we're going to continue to say their names. Sergeant William Rivers, 46. Specialist Kennedy Sanders, 
she was 24. Specialist Brianna Moffitt, she was 23. All the Army Reserve Unit in Fort Moore, Georgia, the 718th Engineering Company of the 926th Engineering Battalion and Brigade, Fort Moore, uh, Fort Moore Georgia. We're going to look into what happened, but we're still looking for a response. There has still not been a response. Now I'm seeing chatter that there might be tonight, between tonight and tomorrow. As of right now, I'm not seeing anything, but there must be some kind of response. There, there, is some, there needs to be something, 160 attacks on American assets, dozens of wounded soldiers, some of them very seriously, some of them still in a coma, dozens with traumatic brain injuries, eight of them in critical condition right now, and three dead that are going to be coming home to Dover Air Force Base with flag draped coffins. Something needs to be done to send a message that our military personnel, our interests are off limits. What that is, we'll see. No one wants war, but when war comes to your door, you better be ready for it. You better respond. Because if not, it just keeps coming and keeps coming. And they've already proven that, 160 attacks. We need to do something. We'll see what that something is. It's 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Well, it appears a few of you would do 12 years in prison just fine for that $40 million. So, hell yeah, I'll be 12 years. I'll be 54 living the dream. Somebody else said yes. Somebody said that Tony Luke's is a, was a family dispute. Now name change is going to be Tony and Nick's. The other family owner business is still Tony Luke's. So it was split up. But we'll see what's going on there. Uh, I'm getting some breaking news on social media. It says, uh, as early as tonight, President Joe Biden will authorize U.S. military action in the Middle East. Authorizing it and carrying it out are two different things, but it is moving forward. There are many members of Congress that saying he needs congressional authorization today from the podium. Uh, Admiral Kirby said that it's response to an attacks. The president already has that authority. That'll be hashed out another day and age, I guess. But it says that the president is expected sometime this evening to authorize uh, military action. I wouldn't be surprised if by morning we have some reports of something happening, but... Let's pray for our men and women out there at the tip of the spear. God bless, be safe, and we'll talk again tomorrow.